You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm with Joe Wood, and we're joined by Elaine and Ashley from The Profitable Firm. And today, we're going to be talking to you about well, I suppose the more cohesive parts of bringing your brand together. We've been talking about social media all week. Uh, this is our Bookkeepers Bootcamp week. We're helping you to get vis- get visible, to feel more confident about being visible in your business. And I think the conversation we're about to have right now will be really helpful if you're thinking about, well, how does the content that I put out fit in with everything else that I'm doing as part of a brand and what people would be expecting me to be showing online? Um, if you're joining us live, I can see lots of you jumping on as we're chatting now. Do let us know if you're joining us live or if you're catching us on the replay. Um, I realize that we have a lot of sessions going on and if you're worried that you're missing out on what's happening during Bookkeepers Bootcamp, I just want to remind you that you can sign up to get the text alert. So if you're in the UK, you can text the word Bootcamp to 66777 and you'll join our text list, which means you'll get a text message notification every time we're about to go live. You get charged for one standard network message rate when you do that. I think it's definitely worth it. It's definitely keeping me on track. So uh, do join us if you need to have those little reminders. Um, Hi, everyone who's joining us. Um, Elaine and Ashley, thank you so much for coming and helping us with this today. How are you both doing? Wonderful. Yeah, really excited to to be here. Oh, thank you. Well, look, I think that, um, well, we're, you know, we're all about getting people online, helping people to feel more confident. And we think social media is an important part of that. Why do you, and in this sort of industry where we perhaps think we're really boring, no one really cares about what we've got to say, or we haven't got anything interesting and entertaining to share. Why do you think it's important for bookkeepers and accountants to be visible online on social media? Yeah, it's a really good question. I'll take that one. Um, I think just firstly, before I kind of jump into that, I just wanted to say that bookkeepers and accountants are creative and people, our prospects and clients come to us and the biggest problem they have is they say to us, I'm not creative. I don't know people, you know, I'm boring. I don't know what to put out there. And I want to tell you today that you are creative just by being who you are. So just hold that with you uh, while we jump to the next bit. So social itself is a really great way to form connections with your with your prospects and your clients. And to start earning some trust because it's all about the trust and the buyer journey. Uh, we have had resistance from clients in the past when it comes to social and even when it comes to marketing. And that's because it feels like this extra effort you have to do and you have to make and you haven't got time for it. And you also don't see results straight away, which is sometimes quite frustrating. Uh, it's not a quick fix. Someone could be following you for a year or two and only then get in touch with you. Um, but it's important that you show up and that you've got a presence and you're a scene. Most people actually are on social, as you know, and so it's important to, well, you don't need to become a social media influencer necessarily, although you can do if you want to. Um, it's important that you just sort of show up and be seen, have a presence of sorts. Now, I'm sure lots of you are sitting there thinking, well, you know, I put stuff out there on social media. I don't get comments. I don't get likes. What's going on? Um, and I want to tell you it's also okay not to get comments and likes. A PF, we don't always get comments and likes on our stuff either, um, but you don't necessarily know people are actually watching your posts and more than likely people actually are seeing your posts and they're thinking about you. And that's what social media is all about. Now, just to kind of go a little bit off topic there, if you don't mind, but just to kind of encourage you as well that social media is brilliant for marketing and for your business, but it won't work by itself. And this is kind of how the whole brand comes together in a sort of a cohesive um, sort of piece. 
I want to just talk about a bit of a story here, thinking about the buying decision. When you think about, you know, deciding to visit a restaurant, for example, you might hear about a restaurant from a friend, but you don't just jump in your car and off you go and have a meal at that restaurant. You go onto their website, you have a look at their vibe, who they are, um, you look at their menu, you might even choose what meal you want to have at that restaurant. And then you go onto their socials, don't you? And you see some of the images of the restaurant, you look at the food, and you look at their reviews as well. So you can't measure success. Um, sorry, the same can be said for your sorry for your for your marketing as well, um, and your potential buyers. They don't just get a referral and then sign up and call you. They do their own research as well, and part of that is looking into your social media. So now you can't measure success based on one platform. I know people come to us all the time and say, "Well, is my Twitter working? And is my Facebook bringing me leads?" Um, and the fact of the matter is that one platform doesn't work by itself. It works all together in your big marketing sort of web. Um, we've got this principle called the two bucket principle where you pull all your efforts into one bucket. So all your social media, your events, your website, all things go into one bucket. And then your clients and your leads are in the other bucket. And you can have later on a Twitter bucket and a Facebook bucket and things like that. But it's important to remember how those pieces all fit together into one um, one bucket or one marketing web. So especially when you're on lots, I mean, we was talking yesterday and last night about like your pillar platform. Where is it that you really enjoy hanging out? Where are your clients hanging out? Where do we need to focus most of our efforts? Because sometimes it can be overwhelming to be everywhere all the time. And, and especially when we're starting out, sometimes it's good to get really used to one place and then start adapting your content and putting it in other ways across others. But how important is it to look and feel and that the brand of you, like personal brand, because lots of bookkeepers end up just putting up a logo and thinking, that's it. That's my, I'm just going to have the same logo everywhere. But we always talk about, you know, people by people, they from who they know, like, and trust and they like to see a face. They like to see who they're going to be working with on socials. Um, how important is it to wherever you're showing up, have the same kind of feel and brand? And how do you create that? It's a good question. And I'll take that one if that's if that's cool, Ash. So it's it's so important. It's so, so there's no point in kind of coming across as this kind of like one alter ego almost in a sense like there's no point in trying to like make sure that everything is like tied up in a, in a little bow and then someone reaches out to you and then what they actually get is completely different it's so important that there's consistency through throughout all of your marketing through through your brand and and social media is part is is kind of the the way that you can deliver on that brand and really show who you, who you are it is important just to kind of show up like all of the kind of the warts, the bruises, everything else. It's important that you share all of that because that is how you, that's how you build connection on social media. Like social, social media is just that it's, um, it's supposed to be social. You're supposed to just like put yourself out there and, and people kind of, eventually they might say oh that looks really pretty that looks really well put together but if you can't maintain that and can't be consistent with it then it's going to fall apart at some point and then as you say like it's about building the trust 
and mm-hmm. the relationship and all of that will just eventually fall apart if you don't have that consistency there. How do you um, make sure that your social media posts are consistent with everything else that you're doing and what people expect? So perhaps how it ties in with your website and that kind of thing. Do you want to say that, Ash? (laughs) (laughs) You can just add it if you want. So I think the biggest thing here is to actually have a branding session and create a branding identity document so that you and your team, if you've got a team, all understand and have the same visual representation um, of what your brand looks like, feels like, and sounds like. So it's important to have something that describes who you're serving, why you're serving them, who you are, um, what your words are that you use, and also, more importantly, the words that you don't use as well. Um, For example, at PF, we try not to use the word should because you feel like it can feel judgmental and, you know, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. And you kind of think, okay, I'm trying my my very best, you know. Um, So there's words that you will, particularly in your company, not use and use as well. Um, So have that document available, go through it with your team. And whenever you're creating content um, or creating design items, have that available so that you can refer back to it and share that document with people that also do work for you as well, like content writers and designers and marketing teams. Yeah, one thing just to add there as well is in terms of like what to think of at PF, I mean, our marketing manager is always asking us to, you know, she's using us, the team to to say, you know, share some of the, images that you're seeing anything that might be like pf brand and not just visually but things that are aligned with our with our values and our i know that you said the the pillar the pillar platform but we have pillars at pf like things that kind of we are held up by and um things that are relating to that so anything at all i would also say like having your team involved if you if you have a team having them involved is a great way to try and maintain the consistency and make sure that it's kind of it's filtered through everybody that's that's involved with representing the brand as well how important are um images and videos then because i think this is this is what we're talking about isn't it like how well tone of voice as well like the words that we say so for us we don't swear if someone swears on the podcast I freak out uh, because that isn't how I would expect us to be putting ourselves out there so uh, it happened yesterday no no one's been named but um that's not on brand for us and I think it's you you learn this stuff as you go through and you spend this time discovering like what is right for you and what isn't and what your customers have come to expect um but how I think we like to as bookkeepers we're we don't really always like to get ourselves out there and that's what this whole week is about um but how important really are images and videos when you're doing social media and being and helping people get to know you yeah good question so video obviously at the moment is really really important um it's where we're at with tech at the moment just generally but that's also been sped up i think by the result of the pandemic people having to use you know i think the words zoom and loom are people you know people's everyday vocabulary at the moment Whereas three or years ago, people wouldn't necessarily know what Zoom was. Um, video itself is really hard. Uh, we've actually got a challenge at the moment, which is our 100 day challenge um, that you can see on Facebook. We'll share the links with you, Zoe and Joe, so you can add that into the group as well. Um, but it's been an amazing journey just seeing our accountants and bookkeepers take that challenge on, head on, and gain confidence 
Um, they went through a bit of a slump, all of them at day seven, but they've peaked again and they're sort of really gaining confidence, learning what to talk about, feeling more human and more natural. And it's been really exciting. Um, anyone is welcome to join that if you want to. You can just start your own 100 days and move from there. Um, video is hard because I think it is, it's new, it's scary, it's human, and it makes people see you for you. You know, there's a lot of umming and ahhing, and that's also okay. Um, and also, I think, I think it's just um, people want it to be perfect all the time. And I'm telling you today, it's not going to be perfect, and that's totally all right. I think the videos that do really well are people who, you know, have a coughing fit in the middle of a video or sneeze and say, bless you to yourselves or things like that. You know, I think those videos get more likes than the ones that feel like they're just really professional and formal and things like that. So be human in your videos and don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, also, a lot of platforms are actually so, um, favoring a, a video at the moment um, in terms of social because of the algorithms. So the more video you do, the more your, your posts will be seen. Um, so I think just you know, just start, just get out there and, and do it. The first one won't be great, but the more you do, the better you'll be. Um, and then when it comes to uh, um, images itself, I think they're great, but not just for the sake of posting an image onto a platform. Think about your ideal clients. Think about what images would attract them. So if your niche is creators, for example, don't go and post pictures of calculators and files and really boring people in suits because it's not going to attract them. It's not going to cut it. So you want to post really exciting things that will attract creative people. Um, and then also think about just where, you, uh, where you're posting as well. So for example, Instagram is all about images, um, whereas like Twitter is more about words. Um, and also vary, vary it, you know, post an image and a piece of text or a piece of text somewhere else or a video somewhere else as well. Don't be afraid to mix it up. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Me and me and Zoe are trying to do the same thing. <laughs> so we've got Lisa's just said, finding the right tone for a video is tough. I want to come across as a professional that people can trust, but I can be a bit goofy and I don't want that to put people off. What would you say to Lisa? Oh, Lisa, like show your goofy self. Seriously, like that is like showing up as yourself, like people will will relate to that and they'll they won't be so afraid it's it's just going to show more and more of your personality and at the end of the day like developing your brand and your marketing is all about how you kind of stand out from the competi competition and i was having a conversation at an event with someone last week and it's almost like you know they were talking about competition and things like that and it's it's like you almost just have to like focus on who you are and what you can bring to what you do and just focus on that and not worry about everything else and if you are your goofy self then it's just going to make people relate to you so much more easy so much more easily and also in a in a sense and in, in, in some cases it'll probably speed up that kind of long um relationship building process because they see who you truly are so just you know show up and be yourself is like the number one thing um i would suggest that you do 
I completely agree. And I think that's how people have come to know us. We've definitely learned that from being, we get more and more confident every time we do a video. And um, we were absolutely not confident at the beginning. We, like you would, the, our course was edited so much because we were so nervous when we first started talking to the camera. Like it's it's true. Um, Violet's just said, videos are definitely scary, but can be engaging as well. She's seen people whose content gets better with time. Completely agree. Now, um, how I'd love some ideas. So if you're thinking that you're going to post a video or or some other kind of post what kind of things can people post that would be interesting and, and engaging then and help people to get to know them better are there a couple of ideas that people could use as starters if they're bookkeepers and accountants yeah so uh, you know we've we've said it already a lot it, like the, the most important thing is like show up and be show up and be yourself and i think that a lot of accountants have this fear of coming across as being like salesy, like sleazy salesy <laughs> on um, social media platforms as well. And one thing that we do to kind of tackle that is um, we at PF, when we do social for our clients, we follow this kind of like 80-20 rule where we, we say like 80% of your posts need to be things that are just, that are helpful, that are inspiring, that are just show that you're tr truly there to... To hit, and it might even be encouragement, it might be sharing some of your clients' victories, it, it might be all of these things, it, it could be quotes or just things that are related to your values and, and who you are as a, as, as, a, as a business, as, as a person. Um, it just really comes back to, to showing who you are and, and building that connection. So it's, and in terms of like coming up with ideas, in, of, of what what to post it's that comes back to knowing your audience as well like once you really truly understand who your ideal audience is so it's like a lot of people are get caught up on the what do I post what do I, what do I do what do I say but when you dig into the audience side of things first like we we have a a program a coaching program as well similar to, to you we have our own little program and the number one thing that we start with is audience because it's so pivotal to everything that you do in your marketing everything like if you don't know who you're talking to how how are you going to create content how are you going to create social posts that are going to speak to them so once you like really kind of dig in and it and it's possible that i mean just think about one person one person that you love to work with and start digging into like who are they as a person what kind of things are they interested in and then the the kind of second part to that is where are they like what social media platforms are they using are they professionals that are more likely to use linkedin and twitter or are they hospitality businesses or creatives who are more likely to be on instagram and facebook and it's it really comes down to like meet them where they're at in terms of like physically on a platform but also with the things that interest them once you have a better understanding of who your audience is all of these ideas are going to come so much more easily to you and it just it's it just will feel so much more natural um so in terms of like what to post just even thinking about um articles that they might find interesting like quotes or things it might be like some things on mindfulness if that's something that you're really p 
passionate about yourself and, and know that they could benefit from. So it's just really about showing up and being helpful and having a presence and showing that you're that trusted person. Thank you so much for that. So if you're brand new to uh, bookkeeping and or you've just you've uh, we find a lot of people join us when they've just passed all their exams. And that I mean, and we help people to build practices, businesses, we help them to take them from having their qualifications to then actually, how do you build a business and actually start making money with this stuff? Because there's a bit of a gap there. And obviously, branding and marketing, social media is all part of that. Um, What's the minimum, you would say that when you're about to get started, or what's the first thing do they need to get a website do they so usually that people like right I need a logo I need business cards I need a website and then there's all this procrastination and everything that happens because no one actually is going to talk to anyone or try and get a client because they've got all this big list of things and I need to get on socials and I need to do this what do you say like if you're gonna get out there and start off what's the minimum you need to really and to to get doing and then you can actually just get started and stop making excuses that's a really good question. A lot of our clients come to us and they kind of just want to jump straight to the end of marketing and just get stuff done. And we have to sort of say, okay, just, whoa, hold on a second. Have you thought about, you know, your brand, like Elaine was talking about, have you thought about your target audience? Have you thought about um, the pain points of those kind of people? And we actually sort of will pull them back a little bit and come back to talking about the brand itself. Again, without that brand, it's really difficult to figure out the rest of it. Um, so we've actually got this PF marketing map that shows uh, the direction and all the different things you need to do when it comes to marketing. And that starts with training. Um, just like you, it comes it comes back to understanding the concepts of marketing, what's important, what's not important, what does an audience mean, what does the pain points mean, what are their issues, what is, how do you blog, how do you write a social post? Um, because having that confidence in knowing how to do all those things makes things a lot easier when you actually come about to actually doing it. Um, then the next step on there is to figure out your brand, figure out the colors, the fonts, the style, the logo, how that all merges together into a full brand piece. And then after that, the next step is your website. So you could have, you know, a one page website to start off with if you wanted to, as long as that page explained who you are, who you serve and how you help them. Those are the three most important things for a website. You could have a 10-pager or a one-pager, and as long as you answer those three questions, that's okay. Um, so I would say a bare minimum to actually go ahead and get done. Business cards, great, but as long as they're branded. Um, at least a one-pager website that answers those questions. And then pick one social media platform where you know your, your customers and prospects actually are and that you enjoy using as well, because without enjoying it, you're not going to stick with it, are you? Um, so it's really important to to enjoy what you're using as well, but also to be in the right place where your prospects are so you can actually start conversations. Yeah, I'll just add to that really quickly as well. Like consistency is so important to to get that from the from the very beginning. And in terms of like just off the back of what Ashley was saying as well, like finding platforms that you like and that you are posting consistently so it's it's one of these things where like a lot of people are like oh I'm feeling inspired like let's do all these posting and, it, and it's like every day for a week or two weeks and then they get busy and 
it just becomes a bit overwhelming so I would say like start simple don't like fire on and say I'm going to post like seven days a week or five days a week however you know however many um, I would start with something simple that you can do consistently so if it's a case of you're going to show up and post on a Monday and a Friday great like do that consistently for three months, six months, a year, like as long as it's consistent, that's the most important thing. As Ashley was saying before, like people will, will, will check out your website, then they'll move over to socials. And if they see that you haven't posted anything since 2018, then that's like, a, like you need, you need to be active and show that you're visible and consistency will help you with that. And again, just with your brand and, and your, your marketing in general, consistency is so, so important how do you um I think that having a call to action is really important on everything that you put out how can you make sure that people know what they need to do without feeling like you're really pushy uh how can you do the you know book a call with me without saying buy my stuff (laughs) because I think that puts people off and I think that lots of our bookkeepers will post things online but they'll forget to remind people that actually I, I can help you with this or I can sell should you always have a call to action or what do you think about that I, I would say yes, calls to action, they're great, but just focus it on one call to one main con- call to action. And it doesn't always need to be book a call with me. Like if you have a piece of content, if you have a video um, on YouTube or you have um, a blog on your site somewhere that explains what you're talking about in your in your in your posts or, or wherever, um, it doesn't need to be like the direct like jump straight to it and in fact it's it's probably better that you do warm them up a little bit more so when you get to the point of of having the call with them and and talking to them face to face it's not they've they've almost already made the decision so you don't have to sell so so hard if, if that makes sense you're just um showing up and serving rather than than selling to them just to add that as well, I think people want to be told what to do. They actually need to be encouraged. You know, you can click here now because otherwise there's just all these different things to kind of work through. And when you think about a client or customer journey, what you're doing is you're gently encouraging them to follow a certain process through your website or through your social media. And so people actually want to know, well, where do I click next? What's the, what is the flow? What's the best place to go next? Something else you can do as well, just with regards to calls to action, if you don't want to make it too salesy, you can have what we call a transitional call to action, which is a softer call to action. So people aren't ready to jump straight in and book a call or sign up. They can do something a little bit less intensive, like sign up for a newsletter, go to the blogs, um, watch a video, like Elaine said as well. So things that feel like they're still making progress through that customer journey, but don't feel as like, you know, I'm committing to this right now, something. Sort of do you map this all out? Do you get like put pen to paper and go, right, this is the journey I'm going to take them on. And this is how much I'm going to be posting on social. And this is how many times I'm going to email my list and that kind of thing. Is that what you do? Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, it's a really good question. Absolutely. We do. Um, as part of our foundations workshop, which is a four stage workshop, we, we focus on your goals because those are the most important to think about and how they interact in terms of your personal, and your business goals. We then talk about your brand and who your target audience is. We then talk about your website and we map out your website structure, what pages you need to have, 
what calls to action there should be on each page, and also what the key messaging is for each of those different pages as well. And then the last stage, which is I think the most exciting for me, is your marketing and planning actions list. And it's all the things you've ever dreamed of doing when it comes to marketing. So it can be, you know, 250 to 300 things, which feels very overwhelming, but we'll prioritize them according to what you need to do first, what's the most important when it comes to brand, website, emails, blogging, and we'll give you um, specific actions so that you can go away and make and do those actions. When you have time on a Monday to do marketing, you can sort of say, okay, what's the first priority and what's the first action on that list and then work from there. So definitely have a marketing plan. It will help you to gain confidence and move forward and actually get stuff done as well. Love it. What's This is a bit of an off there question, but what is the biggest mistake you see accountants and bookkeepers make on social media or with their brand? When they've come to you and say they think they're doing a really good job and you're like, oh my God, like what are things so that I just want to point this out to people because they might be thinking it's something, you know, you you see lots of this. What do you think people you really shouldn't do? I mean, you mentioned earlier the calculators. Oh, if I see a calculator. <laughs> yeah. <that's> a good <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such a good question. What would you say, Ash? I would say, I mean, I might not be answering your question directly, but I, I guess for me, the first thing I thought about was giving up too early. Yeah, um, because people the same coming back to the consistency, people will post stuff um, for, you know, a, a full month. They'll try that for a full month and then they'll look at their stats and sort of say, oh, well, no one's clicked on this post. So clearly that didn't do very well. And like I mentioned earlier, people are still seeing your stuff. They might not be clicking on it, but they're still seeing it. They're still you're still top of mind. Um, and marketing takes a while. Social media takes a while. We've got a blog out that says. Sometimes marketing can take up to 36 months to really see return on investment. And that feels terrifying. It doesn't mean you're not going to get leads throughout that whole journey, though. You will. But often what happens, you know, with our marketing map process is that people will get sort of free stuff from you. They'll, uh, oh, sorry, what they'll do, sorry, first, they'll um, become aware of you when it comes to social media. Then they'll get some free stuff from you. Then they'll buy a small thing. Then they'll buy a bigger thing. And then they'll become a consistent client. And that process can take anywhere between a month and three years to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so giving up too early, I think, is one of the biggest mistakes I've seen people make uh, when it comes to marketing in general, but also social media. Yeah, I'm just thinking as you're talking there, I think the other thing for me is we don't see this happen very often, but I think some people can get distracted by the competition, like worrying about what other people are doing. And like, just even focus, focus um, in one direction. If you focus your energy towards one thing and do it consistently, you'll get there. You know, it might seem like the path is really long and probably has like some massive kinks in it along the way (laughs) and you might want to get derailed and you're looking at other things but I think it's just like staying focused and not worrying about other other people and just there's that like kind of squirrel syndrome with some people where they see the shiny object (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh that looks fun but it's not necessarily on brand for them so going back to what Ashley said about having like your brand documented and knowing um 
like just coming back and revisiting that every so often just to remind yourself and even um reminding yourself of, of the tone of voice and how you should be speaking like we do a little check with ourselves because we each of the each member on our team writes a blog we take it in turns like it's it's kind of rotated throughout the team and we are constantly coming back and checking that we're like presenting ourselves in the in the right tone of voice so it's something that just needs to be checked every so often just to, just to make sure um that you're that you're staying on track and not kind of wandering off <laughs> yes. oh sorry joe i was just gonna say i think it's also that imposter syndrome that you know you kind of mentioned a little bit over the lane but people kind of thinking that someone else is doing better work has more followers, um, is putting up better posts, things like that. But the thing is, I think just to keep reminding yourselves that that person doesn't necessarily have the same ideal clients, the same uh, pain points they're helping with, the same services they're offering, um, the same mission in life and the same goals. Um, so try really hard not to have that imposter syndrome that you're talking about a bit later today as well. Um, but try not to focus on what everyone else is doing and just focus and be consistent about what you're doing and what you're putting out there for the people that you're helping and the people that you're serving. Yeah, that's so true because as well, what we see on social media is not always the reality. And sometimes, and I know bookkeepers do this, they look at other people and think, oh, wow, they're doing so well. They're so they're so consistent and showing up. It might not be, like you say, this could be a long journey. It that might They might be in the wrong place and their clients aren't actually there. Or they might not be following it up. Their brand and everything may be good, but I'm all about the brand following through through service as well. So my brand follows right the way through until somebody pays me for everything and that they're happy to come back again next month. That's what I'm, you know, so can you actually deliver on what, you know, can these people deliver on what they're selling? And also I find because we are, we've built a community for two and a half thousand bookkeepers, and they all friend each other and that's what we want. So then they see lots of bookkeepers and they think, oh my goodness, the market is flooded because there's so many bookkeepers. No, it's just, that's what you're seeing. I have this with the salon owners I work with. They're like, well, everybody knows about the lipo machine because I see it all the time on my Facebook. No, I don't know. I haven't got all of these people, you know. So we can, it can be skewed. What's on our feed isn't what our ideal client is seeing. And it was quite good, actually. We had a guy yesterday and he said to us, I'm just, uh, sorry, Richard. Yes, Richard Fletcher. He said to us, um, where are you all? I have no bookkeepers on my feed and I actually need one. Oh, well, I don't know if I need one because I've got an accountant, but I'm not really getting what I want, but I don't know what I need. Can you help me? There's none of you. And I've got all these, you know, he's got a huge connection. And he was like, where are you all? And it was really good for us to hear that actually we think it's a flooded market. It is not at all. And especially since COVID, since all of these new businesses of, you know, there's so many new startups, so many people that have gone out on their own. There's so many people that need our help. We are doing them a disservice by not getting visible but we need to stop looking at the competition, stay in our own lane and have our focus. I love, I love my brand um, identity page. It is, it, it's every, it means that I know where I'm at all the time. It means my staff know, you know, the font that we write in and I'm very particular about how everything is, you know, how he's done. Even the bottom of our emails, we all have the same photos in looking in the right direction, all branded. I, it, that makes me happy. 
and it gives me confidence. And I think if we realise that this isn't just about being like a peacock and showing off, it's not about that. It's finding out what our true values are and actually like, you know, I mean, this wallpaper behind me, it's cost, I cost 400 quid, it's ridiculous. But it it makes me, um, I love it because it's part of all three of my businesses have got the pink in it. It makes me happy. It's part of my brand. And again, I'm like, yes, I am. This is who I am. I'm a little bit pink and floaty, but I am a bookkeeper and I do the serious stuff too, but it shows a bit of my personality. So and, and it's things like that, like even choosing wallpaper, choosing your logo, choosing that. I, I just sat down one day and was like, what do I, you know, what do my clients like? What do I really like? And it makes me excited and happy to be working. I used to have, I used to have those logos that were really boring. And I, I mean, I'm that old that I chose a company name that began with A because the yellow pages meant I was up high in yellow pages. That's how old I am. So I started off with Aqua Bookkeeping because... So everything was watery, but nothing to do with me. It was just because it was to do with Aqua. So, you know, I've been through the bad things and seen how that gets you nowhere. But it's this is exciting. I want people to stop being so threatened and scared by it and and enjoy it. Do you, you know, when what the journeys you see people on, it can really, really empower you, can't it, if you get your brand and your messaging right. Yeah, and we're we're speaking to a couple of bookkeepers this week who've been through this process. I know that you guys have helped Karen Kennedy with her rebrand, and we're speaking to Krishna Patel this afternoon, who's rebranded. And I think once you really take control of this, and you're like, okay, I, this is the way I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna show myself to the public, let people get to know me. I'm gonna really show them who I am by sharing things that are true to me, but also just being more of myself you're more authentic people connect with you they trust you more it helps you to make sales without really having to try so hard because people know what you do and they know what you're about and you they know you're the person for them yeah absolutely I like I will just I was literally having a look at Karen's website so Ashley's been working directly with Karen and I was looking at Karen's website today and I just because I, I was in that foundations workshop with Karen and Ashley and I just like it made me want to cry a little bit because it was just so beautiful and you can see so much more of Karen in that and, and just seeing all of that come out. So the, the transformation and you can see the change in Karen herself as well. You know, our Karen at PF, our MD, um, gave her the challenge of like showing up. She was the original kind of. 100 day video success <laughs> story in that she was she pushed herself out of her comfort zone and you know I won't speak for Karen but I'm sure it feels fantastic just seeing all of that come together and feeling the progress just like you know just pushing yourself past that comfort zone because it is it's uncomfortable and doing something that you're that doesn't come naturally or it's not something that you're focused on or is is the main source of your energy then it's but I also do also think that marketing is something that can very easily get pushed to the side because you're you're dealing with all the fires that are burning directly in front of you but it's again it comes back to that consistency like just not stopping when things get tough or you get busy just like small safe things to to keep the progress coming is 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 like the number one thing I would say 
I think you've helped everyone so much today, ladies. Thank you so much. The things I've really taken away are that we are creative, even though we tell ourselves that we're not. We need to stop worrying about what everyone else is doing, be consistent and not give up. Is uh, that good advice for everybody today? Um, look, um, you've mentioned your video challenge a few times. How can people connect with you guys and find out about that and more about what you do? Yeah, so we have a Facebook group for uh, our video challenge. So if you'd like to to join up with that, so we're using. You can start whenever we we all started on the first of September. But I just had a conversation with a client before before this where he was saying I know I didn't start on the first but I'm going to start from today and then I'm just going to roll it on because it's it's a community thing but it is it, this is also for me because this is something that I want to focus on and get better at so we're using the hashtag pf 100 days that's right isn't it, Ashley yeah pf 100 days and um, so we'll we'll send the link to the Facebook group and give information on 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 joining that as well so you can pass that out to everybody. Perfect. And, and I found I shared your Facebook page earlier so people can connect with you on Facebook. We are PF. So um, go over and find out what everyone's up to over there. Thank you so much, uh, both of you, for joining us today. For everyone who's here with us for Bookkeepers Bootcamp, don't forget that we are going to be joined at 12 o'clock with Krishna Patel to talk about how she has rebranded her business. I'm really excited to find out about what's going on for Krishna. I know it's been a real success for her over the, well, she hasn't been running her business for very long, so it's going to be a really interesting conversation. Uh, so we will see you back here at 12 o'clock in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. But for now, thanks, Elaine and Ashley. It's been amazing. I think we've all learned so much. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.